The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. that time you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. As always, it's a beautiful day in the valley. Because this time of the year is always hot. Triple digits. I think we're expecting triple digits again. And wow, it's been about three or four days or five days, perhaps maybe in a row. But anyway, it's hot. You know, it's hot a lot of places, not just here. I've heard that it's uh, very hot and very humid on the East Coast and the South in particular. So the dirty, dirty South. It's real hot out there, but, you know, jump in, the, jump in the pool, you know, take a cold shower, and just relax, no road rage, just enjoy the day. I'll tell you what I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy the fact that uh, the network is growing. Uh, the network is growing. More and more people are starting to listen to our shows. Uh, we're able to get more and more uh, people interested in being a part. And, uh, you know, that's one thing about anything that is, if it's going to continue to grow and have life, uh, you must have new energy, and uh, there's a lot of new energy coming, you know, in particular, the kind of energy that is unopinionated, well, let's say this, always opinionated, bringing it to you real, bringing it to you the way they like to bring it to you, and pretty soon I'm going to have my man Sean Salisbury. As a matter of fact, I think Sean is with me. I don't even really want to introduce Sean. There is no way to introduce Sean other than let Sean introduce himself and say hello to the listeners out there. Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Ray, Ray, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm uh, excited to not only be on with you for the next hour, but excited to be a part of it and let the comeback begin. And I kind of like the unfiltered stuff, man. I'm ready. It's time to get back into it, and I'm pumped to talk all sports. And uh, when things get rolling, uh, we'll get it on not only today, but uh, for the rest of the time and see if we can't get people's ears to perk up and uh, have them want to throw something in. <laughs> throw something at the internet, but also say, wait a minute, I kind of like that. So uh, opinion galore, but also based with some fact and some great, great conversation. So I'm excited to be a part of it and excited to uh, to get the voice out there, but also excited to be with you today, my man. Well, listen, man, I certainly appreciate it, man. I have always, you know, enjoyed the way you brought things to the airwaves. You know, I don't think I, there's nothing wrong with having an opinion particularly if you can back that up with some factual information and by, by your own experience in particular. I mean, that's what I like about the guys that have come and been a part of Voice America Sports. Is I, I think there's just that intangible that you just can't touch, you can't feel that a person brings when they've been out on that field and they've been ear they've been blindsided, they ran for a touchdown, and even danced in the end zone, man. And, and, and I know that's the way you're going to bring it. You're going to bring it, you know, Sean style. And that's what I, I think I put that out there on my Facebook, Sean style. Yeah, and you know, Ray, that's that's all I know how to do. I, you know what? I wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I suffered through two knee, knee injuries, and people out there need to understand. I know sometimes when they're when you're given an opinion, they say, "Oh my gosh, well he didn't go to a Super Bowl." Well, then we could say the same thing about, "Well, did John Gruden co- uh, 
quarterback a team to a Super Bowl? Did you know? I mean, did, did, did Marty Schottenheimer did he quarterback a team to a Super Bowl? Or I mean, I mean, he played in the NFL, but you know, did Mike Holmgren quarterback somebody to the Super Bowl? No. But they've coached in big games, so they get it. They there's players that have played, and there's other guys that haven't played. It doesn't mean that somebody that hasn't played doesn't have an opinion. We're all entitled to our opinion, which makes it great. And there's some people that are on the outside of it looking in that have a different perspective than we do that have been on the field. So it's not one of those condescending things, well, only we know how to do it. But I'm never going to come on a show and talk about what who some guy sleeps with. I don't care. I don't care. You know what? And, and, and I, you and I talked about this, Ray, last week um, You know when we were talking on the phone. I don't care who Tiger Woods slept with. I really don't. I, it's, not, it's, not my, it's not my business. It's his family's business and his sponsor's business. Other than that, he doesn't owe me an apology. I don't remember the last time I looked at Tiger Woods and said he was my fight, uh, my marriage counselor. <laughs> the doggone guy's a golfer who's a normal human being who screws up like the rest of us have, some, some bigger than others, but wants to get back into it and be left alone. I get it. He made a mistake. He made a moral error. He sure as hell didn't make an error that, 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 that was worthy of going to jail. So be careful how we cast stones, but we are entitled to our opinion. Some don't like what he did, some do. But you know what? I'm not going to go on these airways and worry about who, who is, is Tony Romo sleeping with a celebrity. Now, if the celebrity affects his game on Sunday because he stayed up too late, now we talk about it. But I don't care about the gossip part. I can, we, we laugh and have a little fun with that and poke fun at it, but not in a derogatory way. I care about what they're doing. If a guy throws five interceptions and he's my friend, he still, had a, he still sucked, right? He had a bad game. Trust me, and I got it. we talk about people who've had experience. I've thrown, I've thrown enough interceptions when I played to, to tell you from perspective what it's like to run after the back of somebody's cleats. So, and there is a different perspective on this airways because, you know, whether it's Mac or whether it's somebody else who played or whether the people that have been in the huddle. And you know what? Even on the outside, we try to, and I'm going to try, I'll speak for myself, try to allow the person who's outside to step in the huddle with us and tell you what goes on because no matter what people say, you don't know what went on in that locker room and you never will unless one of us tell you. And so that's what it is. So love new opinion. Love the fans' opinion. Love a difference of opinion. But you know what? It's not a hatred. It's not derogatory. It's, it's just talking about it. We talk about LeBron. We're going to talk about Tiger. Some people hate him. Some love him. But all I care about is he can hit a six iron to three feet out of a bunker from, from 205 yards. I don't care if LeBron marries somebody who doesn't matter. I don't, you know, where he goes, we'll talk about that. I don't care who a guy was drafted by until I see him perform in the uniform. So I, I, I'm into that, and I love the opinion side of it. But this is what makes it great. This is what makes it great. And people can love you, people can hate you, and people can love to hate you. But what it is, it's about getting people's opinion and getting their ears perked up, and whether you get their ire or whether you get them fired up or they're on your side or not. This is about making sure people hear not only a knowledgeable opinion, but a strong opinion. Because you know what, there's nothing worse than turning on your TV, Ray, and you and I know this. So do the fans and the listeners and the guys that we work with or work for. And when somebody sits on a fence and tells us both sides, this guy's great, nobody's that, because they're afraid of giving their opinion. Right. You can't be afraid. And you know what? There's, there's about 80% of them that won't give me an opinion and, and, and that they're afraid. And you know what? I can I, I make me want to throw up in my mouth. I want somebody <laughs> to step up and tell me. You know what? We all need to have Charles's attitude and let TNT let everybody do that. Right. Because what? Charles tells him like that's what makes him great. He talks like he's talking to me if we were having a beer on a Sunday. And that's what, and that's and Sean. That that's what I want you to bring. That's what I want everybody who comes to this network to bring. Is that's that's I want people to feel just like that, like you're sitting out in the back or you're down in the man cave or whatever it is, and 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 the fellows are just there, you know, talking about sports. And, we're and talking the re- with you, not exactly. You. Not no, we're we're, we're, with you, not at you. And then, like I said, it's a conversation. Now we're going at it. We may not always agree, but when it's all said and done, 
you pat each other on the back, pat each other on the back and tee it up another time. You're going to be wrong. Your opinion may not be right. See, that's why it's called opinion. It's opinion because everybody has one, and then we, we can give our side of it. And you're going to do not. I'm not just going to pick up the USA Today and read what everybody else reads and then go talk about it because you know what? That's not preparation. Right. That's not telling you something. You know, when I was at ESPN for all those years, Ray, the, the greatest piece of advice I got, and what a great what a great place for me to work for all those years, and you know, it, 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 you know, it was it had a great run of twelve years, and I love the people I work with. But I had a boss come up to me one time who is still a dear friend, and who said, "Sean, tell me something I don't know." And you know what? That doesn't mean talking over somebody said, but tell them something they don't know. Anybody can read the USA Today as I'm looking at right now because I just picked it up. That Roddick aced out of Wimbledon again. Okay, well he lost again. Andy Roddick struggles on grass and you know, or, or well, excuse me, struggles at Wimbledon. He struggle on clay court. You know, so you struggle. Okay, now I can go in the paper and read that, or we can read the LeBron headline, or Jennifer Capriati had a drug overdose. But tell me something I don't know. We can tell you what it says in the paper, but you know what? Then I'm insulting the guy who's listening to this radio show's intelligence. And so we're going to bring opinion, we're going to get after it, and we're going to make people want to go to the water cooler and say, can you believe what Ray and Sean talked about today? That's exactly, in my opinion, what I tried to do for 12, 13, 14, 15 years, and what I will continue to do for 15 more. Well, we certainly appreciate that, Sean. Listen, I, there's another guy who has an opinion, but he also has a job, and, and I wanted to kind of throw this out you know, at the beginning of the show, because I, I want to move away from it, because there's some other areas I want to talk about. But there's a big man who's got a big stick, and, and that and that's Roger Goodell. And and many of the young current players, they don't have opinions. They've got pretty much accept some things. There's some things going on, perhaps maybe in a collective bargaining agreement where they think they have an opinion, and they'll they'll try to negotiate. But they're trying to move to an 18 game season. Now, I I wanted to ask your opinion about this because they they talked about the fact that. The four preseason games don't really mean anything, but they're charging the fans, you know, the regular and normal ticket price to go to a preseason game that's kind of meaningless to the fans, but it means something to the players that are trying out. I, my opinion is, okay, if you're concerned that you're overcharging for a product that isn't what they're really paying for, why not just lower the ticket prices? I mean, why, why add two games to a football season. I, I just don't think they should add those two games. I, I'll never agree on those two games. And you know what, Ray, you and I are going to disagree on this one, and I'm going to tell you why. And as a player, you say the same thing. But I'm going to give you both sides of why a player, if the, if the bargaining agreement by the owners and the players comes to, 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 if they want to pay them for 18 games instead of six, if they want to pay them for all 18 instead of try to milk 16 out of it and get two free games out of them, here's why the players don't want to do it and why they do. And going back to this, and here's what it's about preseason. Preseason's too long. Okay, we all know that. College can get ready with no preseason games in about 14, 12 to 14 days, and they're ready to tee it up. We exactly. In high school, we can do it in college. They can do it in the NFL. So let's start with that first. It's too long, and there's no doubt. And I'm going to tell you why they don't lower the ticket prices, Ray, because for the bonehead who wants to go watch backups that may not make the team, or maybe it's a buddy, and I'm not saying, those guys have a dream, too. I'm talking about for the person, like I live in Dallas, Ray, mm -hmm. and you know right now the most important sport, they don't give a, they, hey, LeBron comes to Dallas, and while they want him, They'd rather talk about what's going on on OTAs on the field right now about the Cowboys. That's right. High school, if you try to schedule something on Friday night during high school football here, I don't give a hoot if it's 400 Playboy centerfolds walking down the middle of the tollway <laughs> naked. They're going to high school football. Wow. And it's the same. And it's the same it doesn't matter because if somebody doesn't want to pay for the full ticket for the Cowboys, you know what somebody else is going to do? Come in and pay the full price. The owners don't have to budge on that. You know why? Because people are so crazed 
football, for football, you watch the soccer and these guys falling down and grabbing their hamstring. And I love soccer. They're grabbing their hamstring and delaying the game. And we've been through a long NBA season here in the dog days of baseball summer where it's kind of slow and it's hot and players are taking a little bit of time off because they're getting ready to gear up for August and September and try to get to October. People crave football, and that's why they can charge it. Now, here's the other side of it. What the owners have tried to do in the past is, is give us 18 games and still pay the players for 16. Now, here's why the players – here's if I was a player why I'd want an extended 18 games. Yeah, you got to – because preseason you get a little time off, but with 18 games, if they'll pay me for an 18-game schedule, the same game check I was getting for 16, now add two more games – because in the preseason, they get a stipend, right? You exactly, know right, you, you, exactly. The, the, veterans, the veterans get a certain price, and the players get a, a, a lesser, the, the rookies and the, and the guys that aren't vested get a lesser price. Right. So that means that they're going out there and playing for 1200 bucks a game. And people say, well, hey, it's a love of the game. No, it isn't. It's about money. That's why we haven't got a new agreement yet. It is about money no matter how you slice it. So that is it. Now the players, if you're a player, you're saying, damn, I make $10 bucks a year. They add two games. Huh. I'll play 18 full games if you're going to give me another four, another $75,000 game check or another $180,000 game check. Hey, Sean, hold on a second there. We got music, so we got to take a break. You're listening to Raylo Sports on the Voice America Network. Sean Salisbury bringing his Sean style to the Voice America Sports channel. We'll be right back after this break. Comprehend the guidelines. My chest out, chinchilla all relaxed on the sidelines. I'm so famous. Understand. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals. 
San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kaye. Slow motion, better than no motion. I walked in the crib, got two kids and my baby mama laid. All righty, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. My man Sean Salisbury is with me now. Sean, in the free agent market and has been picked up by Voice America Sports, going to be with us not only this show, but we'll have his own show here on the network. And already there is a disagreement. Sean and I have disagreed on a subject, (laughs) and I'm happy with that because, you know, we're talking about uh, the addition of 18 games, I mean the addition of two extra games, you know, moving a couple games from the preseason, added it to the regular season schedule. But one thing you said there, Sean, you were throwing some stuff around, and again, I like the fact that you're providing information, you're telling people something that they don't know. Many people don't know that, you know, Donovan McNabb and and, and a a third-year player who uh, is on the bench make the same amount of money during preseason. They don't know Absolutely. that, you know. But, right. but, but let me say this, Sean, but one thing that I, I you know, I want to talk about a little bit more is as you were going down that road and you were talking about, okay, see, during the preseason, even though there are preseason games being played, the players don't get their normal, you know, one-sixteenth of their salary. Are you on the mindset of thinking that perhaps maybe they want to negotiate a contract where that contract, whatever that whole amount is, $10 million, you know, no, let's not go there. Everybody doesn't get $10 million. Let's, let's go at, a, you know, $2 million. $2 million now, is the $2 million going to be spread over the 18 games or the $2 million going to be spread over what? Because before I was getting my $2 million over 16 games, now That's you right. want to pay me $2 million to play 18 games? That's not I'd, right. I'd tell the NFL I, if I was the – negotiators and, and Smith and the, the, the head of the NFLPA. If the, see, the owners, what they want to do is add a second game, I mean two more games, so they can get all the revenues and sell out their stadiums. And in Dallas, that's 100,000 people here for Jerry, and, and make all this money from hot dogs and sodas and try to, and try to you know, skim the players off the top. BS. Now, see, I'm on the player's side. I, I'm, I'm a player, and that's the way it is, to a point where, you know, to a, where, they don't, where, where both sides win. A true negotiation is when both sides win and you go on and both sides are happy. That's right. But they're there. Now, here's where I'm on the, what I was going to say, Ray, is where I sit on the other side. If you're trying to make me play two full games and then give me and spread out my $10 million salary over 18 instead of 16, you're out of your damn mind. That's right. That's so, right. Okay. And the players will never, ever, ever, ever pass that. The, right. owners, uh, the owners will sit at home with their finger in their ear until the cows come home. Because if I was a player, I'd say, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you're you're going to make all this revenue, and don't ever buy into the fact that some that, that, that an NFL team's going broke. That's BS, and we all know it. That's with right. TV, with the sharing of the TV revenues, they're making money hand over fist. You know what? Any smart owner doesn't stay in business unless he's making money. That's right. Period. And so, no, the players will not. And if they do agree to go into to play, get to spread their salary over 18 games for what they were making over 16." Then they're dumb and then they're idiotic and need a and need a brain scan. But that being said, they will not do that. If the owners want to get two extra games and pay me, 
if I'm making two million dollars a year, now you're going to increase it to you know two point six because I'm playing two extra games. No problem. But if the players, if the players are going to do it the other way, you got to pay me for eighteen if you want eighteen, not sixteen. Yeah, and that, and that, and I think that's probably along with the fact that it, to to the average person out there, it's just two games. But you and I know that uh, I remember my rookie year, and, I, and I, I'm older than you are, so hell, you know, I can go back that far. But still, a, a rookie coming into the NFL season, that is a long season. And by the time yep. they reach the midpoint of the season, for a rookie, if he looks back to his college you know, career, hell, the season was over. So now you're going to add two additional games. That, but not only that, I truly believe even some of the, the veteran players – even though when it, it comes that run for the playoff, you kind of pick it up. But then there comes a point in time, whereas one, there are some teams that are out of the playoff by, you know, week 12. You know, and you got to add on, you know, two extra games. Maybe that gives them some incentive that maybe they can get back into the playoffs. Right. But it's still a very long season by the time you start getting into late December and, uh, you know, early December and, and late no, November. No question about it, Ray. And what happens is, College players, for the most part, when they hit early December, I mean Thanksgiving, they're done. I mean, they got one bowl game where they get a month off before they play their bowl game if you're in a January bowl game for the big teams that, have, that are fortunate to get that far. So, yeah, it starts to wear on them. Now, the fans' argument for that is going to say, give me a break. For $6 bucks, your butt better be able to play 18 games. And I understand that part, too, because they're paying big money for a blue-collar guy that goes to one game a year because that's all his family can afford a six to have a couple hot dogs and sodas or beers when they take their kids to the game. I get the fan side. But the bottom line is you cannot expect, and you're right, if a team's out of it in December, then we also got to implement this rule about certain guys you have to play. You can't let a team take a month off and not play Peyton Manning with three games to go because you clinched in November in an extra long season. I mean, there's so many different sidebars to it. It has to, be, it, it has to make sense to everybody. But it's going to come down to money, and if the players get 18 game checks spread over real 18 game checks instead of taking their 16 and spread it over 18 – don't be shocked because everybody wins because then everybody's making money. But the season's long, and you know what? People say, oh, it's just two games. Well, think about it now. If you've clinched home field advantage, all you've got to do is win two games to go to the Super Bowl. That's right. So those two games do matter. So, and it's a grind. And, you know, people say, well, like I said, it gets back to the fan. They hit the fan, and I get their side of it because I come from a blue-collar family. But, well, wait a minute now. You guys are going to complain about that? It's, hey, you're worth what you can negotiate in any job. And, all I say to the player this is, or the, the fan that wants to argue about the money part of it, is first of all, don't hate the player because the player is negotiating, and if the play and if the owner pays him, then he's worth it. You know, we hate Alex Rodriguez. You know, people said that when he got this two hundred fifty-two million. But guess what, Ray? An owner paid it. Hate the owner, Tom Hicks. Don't hate Alex. Oh, yeah. He got his. And you may not like him as a player or as a person, but you know what? He got his because somebody was willing to sign that doggone contract. So it's the same with the fans here, and the fans are going to say that. But I would say at your office. With the pressure, if you're a work for the city and you drop back and you, you, you've got a hammer in your hand and some guy gets to hit you in the mouth 16 times a game, you'll want more money. I get it. <laughs> hey, well, listen, let me ask you something. There's a guy who has a hammer, and I started out a little earlier talking about this guy, and that, of course, is, is Roger Goodell. You know, taking a look at what Roger has on his plate, I mean, some people have given him a, a pretty high grade for, for some of the things that he's accomplished uh, to this particular point, what, what's your take on what Roger has accomplished? In particular, I, I think Roger's been a bully, but a, but being a bully has helped to clean up some things that's happening in the NFL. But but still, boys will be boys. So yep. what's happening with Roger? What kind of a job do you think he's been doing, and what type of job do you think he'll do in the future? 
here, here's why I don't call you, and I know exactly where you're going with the bully comment. I agree with the, the stiff penalties and the things he handed down. But, Ray, you know what? Here's the difference between the bully Roger and a bully in, in, in elementary school. Is a bully in elementary school, once you hit him and knock him out, knock his teeth down his throat, he becomes a sissy and runs and, and is your best friend. You hit Roger Goodell and Roger hits back. So Roger's not a bully. Roger's the heavyweight champion. There's no more powerful man in sports right now than him. David Stern's powerful in the NBA, but the NBA can't hold the backside of the, of the NFL. It's the best. It, those three letters are the most powerful entity in sports, the, the, the a- a- acronym that you'll ever find. And Roger heads it. Now, I like the fact that he came in and said, you know what, guys? You're not, you're not going to beat a woman up and be able to play. It's just not going to happen. Deal with it. You're not going to come in and do blow and think that you deserve the same paycheck as the guy next to you. I don't have a problem with it. Because if you rob Peter, you better pay Paul. Now, are some of the penalties stiff? Are some of, yeah, probably. And Roger recognizes he doesn't have a hammer. It's a sledgehammer, and it's a totem pole at the end of it. You know that as well as I do. It's a, that, that's, a, that's a telephone pole wielding some serious, serious power. Mm-hmm. But you know, what? We, we, you know what? If we have a guy in that position, and you know what? No matter what this says, well, Roger looks after the players, too. Roger works for the owners. You and I both know it. That's and they right. pay that big salary. But Roger's legacy is going to be twofold. It's going to be the, the penalties he issued down to clean up the sport, and we need it. Most of the guys are good guys, Ray. You know that. Oh, yeah. The few, that, the few that are knocking women around and grabbing them around the throat and raping people and, and you know, doing all the things. That, that there, there needs to be punishment because if you were in real life and not getting extra, you know, in real life, unfortunately, players get a little, I mean, the, the celebrities get a little pass. They do. In real life, guys go to jail for something you're getting suspended for for four games. So, you know what? I don't have a problem with it. If you know what? You don't want to. You don't want. Don't do the, the 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 crime if you don't want to do the time. And so I don't have a problem with how Roger is bully. Yeah, a little bit. But you know what? Like I said, bullies usually don't hit back. They usually run and cower. Roger's a stud. I don't have a problem. So that'll be one of his legacies. And his second legacy, no matter how long Roger's the con- commissioner, will be this bargaining agreement. It is the most lucrative and and powerful bargaining agreement you can have. Not maybe not just in sports and anything in, in, in the Olympics or I don't care what anybody says. If you get the NFL and get this back on plane, you make a lot of people and a lot of fans happy, and there's a lot of revenue. So his legacy will be twofold: this bargaining agreement and the fact that he keeps keeps no work stoppage, and with the fact that he's cleaned up the game because you know what we damn well needed it. We've sent too many hall passes to too many stupid buffoons who don't get it, and we finally got to clean it up because really 90% of the guys, 85% of the guys are good guys and get it. But it's the ten or fifteen percent that make everybody else look bad. For for every Peyton Manning, you know, and Tom Brady and Donovan McNabb, you'll get a bonehead. But the good outweigh the bad. And Rogers trying to make sure. And you're always going to have that one seed. And you know what? Unfortunately, you know what? Eventually, that one seed goes away. And as long as we keep cleaning it up, and he hits him in the wallet, you got to hit him in the wallet. You got to pound him in the wallet. You pound him in the wallet. Players can't hate. They they hate getting money taken out of their pocket. They hate losing their girl, and they hate getting money taken out of their pocket. And Roger can take the money out of the pocket. <laughs> well, Sean, I, I, I can't let you go, and, and I don't plan on letting you go and, and until the show is over, but we're going to have another break coming pretty soon. But if Roger is one of the most powerful men in the world, I think yep. you've got to have at least look over on the other side of the fence and give at least, if not the exact amount of power and equal to his power, very damn close to it over there and the power that DeMore Smith is handling. What type of job do you think that he's done so far? And, and by the way, both of these men come into a seat of a job where it's time for a, a CBA, you know, to oh. be negotiated. So hey. what do you think about D over there? I think D's done a Oh, I'm sorry. Job. Man, Sean, I'm sorry. Made a bad mistake there. <laughs> Got that music going. 
I'll tell you what, hold on, Sean. Uh, we'll come uh, back after this break, guys. Up, and we're going to yeah. tell you guys about D. Smith and what Sean thinks about the job he's doing and the job he has to do in the future. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm happy to have uh, my, my, I don't know, I don't know what to call him. He's my friend, that's what he is. And that is uh, Corey Henderson, my intern 
from ASU is back in the house with me and helping me out. I, you know, I just can't get it done if I don't have Corey, and I appreciate the fact that he's back. He's out there celebrating with those Lakers. But we're not going to get into that because I got my man Sean Salisbury with me, and we're we doing this thing Sean style today. And we want to finish talking about one of the, also one of the most powerful men in the world. Be, because if, if football is a multi-billion dollar industry, and, and you are the executive director of the workforce, then I think you're one of the most powerful men in the world. And, Sean, uh, I experienced two strikes, and, and, and I didn't like either one of them. Uh, and that was the, the, the 82 and the 80, 87 strike. Right. And, and in 87, of course, they tried to replace those NFL players with some replacement players. And, you know, some guys crossed and some guys didn't. I'm not really going to go into that. It, the product is not what the people were paying for, so the people don't want that. They've already proven that's not what they yep. want. People so, got ripped off, right? That, that's, like exactly, that. that's exactly right. Yeah, if, if I ask for a filet mignon, don't give me dog meat. Okay? Yeah, you know what? If you want NBA basketball, don't give me D-League. That's exactly it's, it's a fact. I mean, we could slice it while well, these players were great in college and high school. Bottom line, if they were great players, they wouldn't have been out of work. I mean, it, 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 crap happened. So... Getting back to Demory Smith, who, who the, the executive director of the NFL, about how we know how powerful Roger Goodell is. Now he controls the player side of it. Oh, he's powerful, and the job he's done, I think he's doing a really good job so far. He just hasn't been in it long enough for us to judge him yet. We need more time. And this is what an unbelievable way. It's like being a rookie quarterback thrown in to the, or, or Gilbert. You know, when uh, I can't remember his first name, uh, the quarterback. Uh, for the University of Texas, who's thrown into the national title game against Alabama's defense. Oh yeah, that's what that. That's the same thing. Oh, by the way, young fella, you're a true freshman. Could you go out and play against Alabama and Nick Saban and try to win us a national title since Colt McCoy gets hurt? It's like, uh, uh, yeah. Let me see if I can do this. And it's invaluable experience, but it's tough to learn from. And so we've got a good guy, Mr. Smith, at the head of the NFLPA. But that being said. And, boy, does he control an unbelievable commodity, Ray. I mean, are you kidding me? While Roger's powerful for the owners, the owners don't got squat unless Donovan shows up or Drew Brees or Tomlinson That's exactly or Ray right. Lewis. I mean, or Ed Reed. I mean, we're not, we, we, we don't have squat. I mean, they don't want you and I playing anymore. That's I right. I promise you that. So, yes, he's powerful. The key is, and we're going to find out just how powerful, Ray, and that's why the jury's still out. We're going to find out just how much power he wields when he comes with when he, when when this agreement is either done or it's not, because if the players get what they want out of this, we can say now we got Muhammad Ali and we got George we got the, excuse me Joe Frazier and, and, and we're getting it on in, in, in fight number three okay and that's what it's going to be and I cannot wait till this thing continues to unfold. I'm going to tell you this, though. There will be no way in God's green earth, in my opinion, that we have a stoppage play. No, I, and I agree with you, Sean. There, there's no way. No. There's no way. No, no you, way. Can't, you can't do that. I mean, uh, no way. there's been times where, where there were strikes and, and you lose a certain percentage of fans, but you always win them back. But n- former players, I mean, it makes no sense when we look at it. You know, why in the world would we want to work stoppage? We've been through that. We see that doesn't work. But, but let me ask you, in your opinion, Sean, do you really think there will be a winner and a loser in this particular thing? I heard you mention earlier, you know, the best deal is when, you know, everybody wins. When I look back over the two strikes, even though people say that the players lost, I never felt as if I lost. I gained something each yeah. time we went on strike. So I never felt like a loser. Do you feel in this particular no, case there will be a I'm winner and a loser? I'm with you 100% right now. I, I think when all is said and done and when they go back and tee it up and everybody's happy, I, I think you'll see both sides happy. Now, secretly behind closed doors, Rogers, people, and the owners are going to be saying we cracked them, 
and the players are going to be saying, we got them. I mean, that's the way it's going to be now. There's also going to be parts of the agreement, because if you're going to give up one, you're going to have to give the other. You know how that is, Ray. It's, yes. Okay, we don't want 18 games, but we're going to have to give up this. So in the, in the end, for the NFL to work, and that's why it is the greatest team sport in the world, you give me anything you want, I don't care what anybody says. That's why it is what it is. That's why everybody watches it. And people that don't even want, don't even like football, still watch it because of the tailgating, because of the the product on the field. Is the fact of the matter is, is it it's a great product, and both sides will win. So while you're giving up something, you're going to get something. And when all said and done, the product itself sells itself, not only from the owners and the way they market the game and the and the, and the NFL offices, but the product we're putting on. And we got such special players going out there and doing things that the normal human being wouldn't dream about doing, even in their dreams. So um, they're both going to win behind closed doors they'll say they both got the other guy but out in the public they'll shake hands and and, and kiss babies and say man i'm so happy this was hard but we both came to an agreement because you know what they don't want the baseball basketball when jordan or magic and bird and and you know the jordan they were they went they stepped aside we struggled to look for another star early on and to get that back or, or even before magic and bird came along the nba was struggling david stern marketed it properly it's the same way you don't want anybody coming out of this thing where sponsors or the people who do, you know, spend all that sponsorship dollars, even in a down economy, for them to question, oh, these spoiled, rotten, you know, <laughs> punks, how in the world are we going to sponsor that when they're getting all this money? Now, both sides and the PR machine that is the NFL will convince everybody that it was a mutual agreement and that this is the way it was going to be all along. Well, certainly you, you mentioned something I think is important to fans, it's important to everybody who watches this game, is the product, and we don't want to compromise the product. Now, that's one thing that Roger has done, is he's changed the product a little bit when you watch it. The game is not as physical as, as it was when you and I came into the league. Is the product still as good as it used to be, even though it's not the same violent football game it used to be? No. The players are better because they got more, they got more supplements and more, more, you know, they can study on computers. There's more ways to study the game. There's more, I mean, ways to get in shape. The personal trainer, Ray, you came in. You were your own personal trainer. You and I both know that. That's right. I mean, back when Kenny Stabler and I were having a conversation, he, they smoked in a locker room at halftime. <laughs> Kenny told me a story. He fired. He was having a horrible first half, went in at halftime, fired up a cigarette, sitting in the locker room, told the guys to stick with him because he sucked in the first half, was going to play better in the second half, and he went out there and got it done. While he was smoking a cigarette in a locker room at halftime. Yeah, things have changed. <laughs> but my, my biggest problem in this game now, my biggest problem is twofold. And it has to do with the physical play. The athletes are spectacular. There's no question about it. Is I'm actually tired. There's times when I watch, I feel like we need flags on the players. This is a violent game. Nobody told you you had to play it. Nobody told you that, you know, oh, yeah, we're, you, that your knee couldn't get blown out. The, the knee wasn't made to play football. Neither was the shoulder. Neither was the fingers. Neither was the ankle. It wasn't made to, to have a, a guy that's six foot five, six six, running and weighs 265 running four five at a quarterback or running, that he can run a running back down from behind and he outweighs him by 40 pounds. The game wasn't made for that. But guess what? I don't want a red jersey on my quarterback. And most quarterbacks will tell you the same thing. We protect them too much. And it's getting to the point where we might as well put a flag on them and play seven on seven. I hate it. I hate it. Even when I played and I wasn't a starter all the time. But you know what? If you hit me legal, hit me. Hit, that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be played. Because what's going to happen is we're going to protect these guys so much, Ray is that they're going to start saying, if I'm going to get fined $50,000 for what it would normally have been 10 years ago, a good hit, I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah. And I'm going to blow out Drew Brees' knee. Yeah. Maybe not. It won't make it look like it's on purpose. But when I got a chance to hit him high, I'll hit him low. And if you're going to find me, good. 
I've just eliminated a Super Bowl champion from being repeat champions because their best player's not there. So you're, you're in essence, in my opinion, you're taking away. You can't get a guy who's suspended in midair like the Matrix and tell him to not hit a guy. Now, you got to see what you hit. I don't like crown of the helmet hits. But we're doing the same thing to defensive backs. Every rule set up for the offense to succeed. Every rule. These guys get to run free and get to run. And I'm an offensive player. But a guy runs across the middle, and Ed Reed knocks or Polamalu or Ray knocked the hell out of him. And it's a legal hit. But because it was so vicious, if there's no flag, you can't find the guy. I'm sorry. You just can't. If you don't flag him on the field, you sure as hell can't find him on Tuesday. So for me, if it's illegal, I don't care how vicious it is, Ray. I don't care. If I've left my feet and he's left his feet and he puts his crown down as a receiver to protect himself and I don't crown him but he crowns me and yet I'm the one who's given, delivering the blow, and it's not my fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a physical, brutal, nasty game. And if you can't cut it, take your ass out <laughs> and go do something else. I don't like dirty players, but I sure as hell don't like soft players. Yeah. And I, that's my only complaint is I think we promote a little bit of softness and I'm tired of every rule set up to the offenses. If you're not an offensive, if you can't throw for 300 yards, if you throw 35 times in this league, then you're, then you're an average player. Yeah. I mean, if you can't complete 60% as a quarterback, you're an average player. Because right. you can't, it, 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 no offense, it's a hard game. If everybody if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. But my point is, these guys are so skilled. The defense, I mean, the defense has to grab, clutch, and hold to try and make a play. You've got to allow them to play more. I think the game's becoming softer, and I think most quarterbacks, the Favs, the Mannings of the world will tell you, they've been hit legally, and they want to throw the flag. I hate it, and I hate the overtime, and I know they're changing some things. I want both teams to have minimum of one shot because the game's supposed to be played offense, defense, and special teams, right? Right. That's what we do for four quarters. That's right. Both teams deserve minimum of one offensive chance, and then it's sudden death, and we should never have a tie. I don't. They never have a tie, and I know we don't have many. You play. You know what? They get paid seven million bucks. You play for four days if that's what it takes, and that's the way it should be. So I want overtime. I don't want a guy who wins a coin toss in the regular season to be able to take it down and score, and the other team says, "Well, we only put special teams and defense on the field. Our offense didn't get a chance." Give them both minimum of one shot on offense, and then it's sudden death from there on out. Those are the three things that bother me the most about what's going on in the game, and most of it has to do with the physical stuff. Yeah, I, you know, when you look at the physical part of the game, there's no doubt. You know, I remember back in, in, in my day, Sean, when I negotiated a contract, I negotiated with my agent. I said, hey, listen, I want to get paid for woo hits. Do you know who woo hits are? Of course he didn't know. I said, it's when you hit somebody and the whole stand goes, woo. That's right. You know, you know, people pay to see that as much as they see, you know, a goal, you know, throw a goal route, you know, 60 yards, boom, touchdown. They get excited about that. So I do agree with you. I, I think, the, and I have a son. So I'm saying this, but at the same time, my son's a wide receiver. And a DB, you know, sometimes a DB ducks his head and gets hurt. I'm nervous about that. As well as when he goes across the middle, you're nervous about it. But you, but you just love when they get up. You, you, you see when they take that punishment and they get up. A wide receiver wants to take that punishment and get up. So yes, he does. So he, so he, he got to let him play. And you know what? It is dangerous. Good gracious. I mean, I'm actually shocked, Ray, at the, the athletes. And even when, we, when I played, when you played, I'm actually shocked that we don't have more serious injuries. If people, it is a, it is amazing that people go through games, and some games will go through. Most games we go through, we don't have a career-ending injury or a guy may pull a hamstring or bumps and bruises that don't heal till the season's over a month after. But considering the blows that you take, and people don't understand, no player in the NFL wears a cup, folks. They'll say what? <laughs> Baseball left fielders wear a cup. Well, a cup? A what cup. the hell is a cup, Sean? <laughs> they don't. People don't wear cups, folks. That's right. Hey, Sean, we got music, man. We'll have to take a break. 
My All son doesn't want to wear a cup, cup. either. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Got my man Sean Salisbury with me. We'll be right back after this break. Anticipation for precipitation stack chips with a rainy day. Jay, Jay, Rain Man is back with little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh uh-huh yeah. rihanna uh-huh, uh-huh. good girl going bad uh-huh, uh-huh. take three action uh-huh, uh-huh. no clouds in my stones let it rain all right you hear that music you know that show it's the rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters I got a man down there in Texas. I usually in Texas. I got a thing about Texas. You know, them Cowboys down there. But that's okay. Sean Salisbury is with me today. We're doing the Sean style. Hey, Sean, I got somebody on the line. I think they wanted to ask you a question. Sam, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Sam, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, Ray. Thank you for calling the show, man. I, I think you uh, uh, they said there was a question. Perhaps maybe you wanted to uh, direct to Sean? I sure do. Okay. Sean, how you doing? I'm doing well. The question I have is the president of the Detroit Lions just recently got 
stopped and arrested for a DUI. The NFL is so hard on the players. What do you think is going to happen, and what do you think the penalties should be for him, the team leader now? That, that is a great, great point. I, I, he, he better be held to the same standard. If he's <laughs> under the same umbrella that we are as players, he sure as heck better. Owners, players, front office people, the, the secretary, you're darn right. Because they're all, this, they're all the example, and they all carry that label. You're under the, of, of the Detroit Lions or the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Washington Redskins. You make a great point. And you know what? His butt ought to be down sitting in the commissioner's office, just like everybody else who's been through it does. You know, if they don't do it the same, then we can't take the commissioner serious. And I can't fathom that, that, that you can't treat Jerry Jones the same way you treat you know, Ben Roethlisberger or the president of the Lions or the, or the president of the, the New England Patriots. Yes. And if they're not held to the same standard, then it's, then it's hypocritical and it's BS, and I won't respect it, and nor should you. So, that, so you get a DUI. If you're going to go fight it and, and, and you, you know, let the court part take its toll and let's see what happens. If he goes in there and they say he didn't blow, he blew a, four, a, poor, a .48, and then he goes in there and the judge frees him and, and he beats it, well, then guess what? He doesn't need to go to New York and meet with the commissioner. But he sure as heck, the commissioner still needs to have a talk with him saying, driving drunk's a bad example for your players. How are you going to suspend a player and expect the same from a player if you're not setting the example? Isn't it always treated that we treat the, the president of the United States to a higher standard? We treat the owner of a, a sports franchise higher than we do the, the assistant or the assistant general manager. But when it comes under this umbrella, they all got to be treated the same. That's a great point. And if it's not, you ought to disrespect them just like, just like I will and disrespect the decision of the league if they don't treat it the same way they would a player. Hey, Sam, are you calling from Detroit? Yes, I am, all the way from Detroit. Okay, well, let me ask you something. What's the local media's take on it? Have they, uh, have they called for him to be sanctioned or him to be fined or him to be suspended? Well, most people are saying that he should uh, find himself first, turn himself in, you know, give himself, uh, say, maybe a six-week six, uh, six or so suspension uh, on his own first. But we're the people here in Detroit, they're intensely waiting on what the outcome is going to be because I agree with Sean. That's exactly the penalty that he should receive is what Sean said. And so we're waiting to see if, uh, if that's going to happen. You know, and Sammy Micah and then Ray both is we got to first of all, like in anything, you got to allow the justice, you know, the uh, justice to, to to see what happened. Maybe the policeman made a mistake. It's, it's happened before. You never know. So if he goes in there and gets cleared, and that the judge runs it out, and that there was it was wrong, and he really didn't get a, you know, he didn't go to that they exonerated him and everything's okay. Well, then we then we got to treat it just fair enough, like we would anybody else driving down the street. But also, right. even because of that. The fact that he got arrested and that the cops stopped him, you still have to have the conversation, whether it's the Ford family, whether it's the commissioner making a simple call, telling the Fords, listen, fellas, you need to send this message down to, 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 to the leadership of your franchise, that we're going to hold them to the same regard. And you know what? I, I deeply believe that Commissioner Goodell will do that. I, don't, I think there's no question he recognizes that in his office he's going to treat his people the same, and the NFL players should be treated the same way as coaches and front office people do, Sam. And I, I, I would be shocked beyond belief if, if they didn't treat it the same way. But, but the commissioner, as he always does, will let justice take, you know, let justice take its toll first and then, and, and then, and then communicate it from there. And hey, that, but that's, that's why I called him the bully, Sean, because I'm not sure that's always been the case. Hasn't he, you know, leveled a little punishment before things have gone to the courts before? Yeah, but you remember when he, when he leveled it, when he, when he told the people when these rules were changing. Is that he said, you don't have to be convicted 
for me to punish you. Right. He, he, he said that, and, and, and he's treated it. And I think it also depends on the situation. You know, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been taken to jail, but Ben Roethlisberger, too many two or three stories start to surround somebody as one of the stars of the league, then what do you do? You've got to have that big star in the league, two-time Super Bowl winner in five years, come walking in the office and say, listen, man, maybe there's a little fire where there's some of that smoke, and you've got to, <laughs> yeah. you've got to set it down. Now, had Ben been convicted, and, you know, we know, obviously, LT's going through a very, very serious situation right, right. now. Then, then it would have been this suspension. Ben would have missed the whole season, in my opinion. Yeah. The commissioner would have said, you know what, we're going to have to treat this different. But it's severe punishment. But you know what? It sends a message to a superstar that says we're not going to tolerate it. So they want the perception is important to Commissioner Goodell. So he is not treating every situation the same, Ray and Sam, at all. But that's okay, because guess what? He's a man, he, he's a man with, the, with, with the hammer. He's got yeah. the hammer, and he can do exactly what he wants to do, and you will obey because one thing we always got to remember, playing in the National Football League is a privilege, not a right. Hey, Sean, you know what? We're going to talk about that another time, man, because I, I want to belabor that one a long time. But, uh, yep. hey, Sam, man, thank you for the call. I uh, want to move on just a second because I'm not going to have you here uh, too long, much longer. I think i got about two or three more minutes. Sean, okay. let's look at the league. You know, th- there's got to be some coaches out there right now just looking across the board, that's on the hot seat, man. I mean, they've, they've had enough time, they've had en- enough chances to perform, win a championship, win a Super Bowl. Anybody in particular stick out in your mind who may be in the hot seat? There's three of them that stick out, and there's more, but there's three that come to mind. Jack Del Rio in Jacksonville, one of my best friends. If i got five best friends, he's one of them, but he, he's, he's sitting on a hot seat. No playoffs this year, Jack won't be the head coach next year. Now, he'll get a job somewhere else. He's a very good coach, but it's important for him because that team should be better. Uh, Mangini, Matter of fact, if Mangini starts out slow, don't be surprised if he's gone in the first six weeks. You know, with Holmgren lingering, not mm-hmm. only as the president, but the guy with the football in the offices. And right here in Dallas, even though his winning percentage in the regular season has been off the charts, Wade Phillips, if they lose two games in the first month of the season and they've got a brutal schedule, the people here will be calling for his butt. If they lose the opening game of the season, they'll want him out. Wow. So, for as good a job as he's done, he is on a hot seat. There's no question about it when it comes to the coaches. Those are three that just immediately jump out. Well, let me ask you about some QBs. There's some quarterbacks that are superstar of the game that are face of the teams. What about some quarterbacks that come to mind? I go right to Pittsburgh. And it's, ama- it's amazing we're saying this about a two-time Super Bowl winner in five years in Ben Roethlisberger. But he's going to come back after a suspension against a franchise that's proud and that the Rooney family has had such an impact on this league. And they, you know what? Had it not been two Super Bowls in five years, I believe this in my heart, had been and not won those two Super Bowls, I don't believe he'd be a Steeler right now. I think they'd have traded him on draft day, but I think they're giving him a chance because they're good people. And Ben's got a lot to prove, and not just to the rest of the world. He's got to prove to earn the respect of his teammates back. So I think he's won. Kevin Cobb in, 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 in Philadelphia. You get letting go of your franchise player. Now, you better step up now. You've been behind him, what, three or four years now. It's time because the Eagles are used to going to the playoffs, and so they expect it. And this is going to sound odd because he puts up great numbers, but I always look here, too. You can't imagine the, the abuse that he takes, even with his statistics that are through the roof. Romo, if he doesn't win a playoff game this year, only wins one and they're done, they will be calling for his head, too. Now, Jerry probably won't do it, but they're hard on players here because when you've got Roger and Troy Aikman, it's very, very difficult to live up to, and one playoff win's not enough. Okay, we've got about 30 seconds. One non-quarterback superstar that's in the hot seat. Chad Ochocinco. Wow. I love Chad. I love his personality. But here's a guy who, when he first came in the league, was in that office early and doing his thing. Right now, I think Chad's a little bit of a sideshow, and I love him. I, I want to hug him and kiss the top of his head. But this is too good a player to be a sideshow. It's, right now, it's almost as if Chad's more worried about shows and everything else than he is being a star on the field. If he gets his game back, the Bengals are dangerous. He's a player. 
I think that there's just got to be a little refocus adjustment because I love the guy, but I think he's on the hot seat or he won't be a Bengal because I think it's too big of a sideshow. And you've got to perform. If you're going to talk it, you've got to walk it every single week. Hey, I agree with you on that. As a matter of fact, I think Chad is one of the top two wide receivers in the National Football League. Hey, I want to thank my guest, my special guest, my man, who too will be on Voice America Sports with his own show, Sean Salisbury, delivering it to us, Sean style. Thanks, Sean. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.